to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This is episode number 164 of the newsletter, our last of 2020. What a crazy year this has been. Amidst the virus and all the other stuff that's gone on this year, we're kind of glad to see it coming to an end. Although I don't feel like 2021 is going to shape up to be that much better at this point, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm not, my point is not to get us all down here. Rather, let's talk about what Google's been doing. Um, we're going to talk a lot in this episode on what we've been seeing with the December core update. Uh, we don't claim to have it all figured out. I, I think anybody who says they've got this all figured out is, is just full of, uh, who knows what you're full of. Something I can't say on podcast. Uh, because this has been a really, really strange update. And some of the things that we thought this update was about... Google's come out and said, no, no, that's not it. Um, and so I'm going to share with you some of the stuff that we know, some of the observations that we've seen. I have an article coming out on search engine land uh, probably later this week. Um, I'm kind of stressed out a little bit about writing this, and I, I don't usually get stressed uh, because I feel like there's a pressure um, to know what is it exactly that Google did. Uh, and what I'm going to do instead is uh, talk about what we've observed so far. Um, and our goals here are to determine what is it that Google's valuing so that we can recommend to our clients and to our newsletter subscribers and all of you who listen to podcasts, what types of things we should be focusing on when we're trying to produce the highest quality content. I think most of you who are listening to this, although not all of you, I, I think there's some of you who are still trying to rank on Google uh, based on tricking Google into thinking that you're the best site of your niche or your vertical. Um, but most of of us really want to actually be the best site in our vertical. I remember once I was at a conference and Jake Bohall uh, asked a question when he was speaking and he said of the audience, how many of you, if you think of your main keyword that you want to rank for, how many of you actually have the website that is the best of its kind to rank for that keyword? And almost nobody put their hand up. And you can see that SEO for many years has been taking mediocre kind of okay websites and finding ways to trick Google into thinking that they're way better than they are. And we see with each update that Google does, they seem to get a little bit better at, at sort of uh, cutting through all of the <laughs> deception and the, um, the things that we do to try to polish our website to make it look better than it is. So our goal when we're analyzing these updates is not to say, ah, here's the smoking gun that caused all these websites to decline, but rather to find the similarities to say, okay, we see that websites that have uh, done this have taken steps to improve these EAT measures or um, whatever it is that you've done seem to have performed better. So that's my goal in this podcast episode. And as always in our newsletter uh, is to um, just try to figure out what is it that seems to be working and how can we improve our websites? Uh, not only so that Google likes them better, uh, because Google's goal is to present websites that users like better. Um, and so that's our goal is to, uh, to help you create websites that people actually like to use. Um, so in this episode, we're going to talk about our latest observations on the December core update. Um, we'll talk about the request indexing tool. It's back. Uh, Google's answered, how long does it take for Google to recognize quality improvements? So if you've been working on making improvements to your website, uh, then we'll talk about that and how long it would take to actually see some improvements in terms of Google traffic. 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit about passage-based ranking, and I've got a really good question in Q&A. This is about a disavow question, and it's about whether or not to disavow old resource page links. I think some of you will know what type of link we're talking about. Um, I'll share the URL uh, that this particular link is on, and I'm going to share some of our thought process on how we determine whether or not to disavow a link like this. I think some of you are probably going to be surprised by uh, my answer for this. And we have loads of stuff in newsletters letter that I'm not going to be covering in this podcast episode. We realized I was trying to cover absolutely everything in every single episode, and this is why our episodes were becoming over an hour long. Um, and so most of you who are listening to podcasts, I think you're looking for the most interesting news and also our insight into what Google's done. So that's our goal for this episode is to, uh, is to share those things with you. Um, so let's start talking about the, the most recent updates from Google. So as you probably know, Google released this core update on December 3rd of 2020. And, uh, and that was a surprise to me because I had just said just a few days before, oh no, Google won't release an update before the holidays. Uh, and that was based on Matt Cutts, uh, a tweet from several years ago that he said basically Google tries to minimize disruptions uh, right around holiday times. And, you know, there's been debate back and forth because if you are a site owner that's been trying to recover from a core update, the last time we had one was May. And uh, in most cases, if you're trying to recover from a core update, you need to wait until Google runs another core update. And so a lot of the businesses that are crying foul and saying, well, why would Google release an update right at the Christmas holiday shopping season, right when I needed my traffic to be good? Think of all those site owners that have been suppressed and have been waiting for an update. It's not, it's, there's never a good time for an update. Uh, so the timing is what it is. The Google released this update on December 3rd. We saw some changes to a lot of sites on December 10th. And uh, some new information is December 18th seems to be another date on which a number of websites um, that were previously affected by the December 3rd uh, core update saw some further changes on December 18th. Now, it's a bit confusing because most sites that were affected December 3rd continue to see sort of a trend. Like if your traffic went up with this core update, um, it's not like it went up December 3rd and stayed at that high level. Like a lot of people have been just sort of climbing up and up and up. And then you reach uh, a bit of a ceiling where it seems like, okay, traffic stays relatively steady at this time. Um, and the same thing if you have declines in traffic. We tend to see that when Google runs a core update, uh, traffic starts to decline if it's going to decline within 24 hours of them announcing the update, and it can continue to go on a downwards trend. Now, there were a number of people who noted, and we actually noted amongst our clients too, that on December 18th, uh, a lot of sites that went up on December 3rd went up even more December 18th and more than just what the pattern, what the trajectory was uh, already doing. It seemed like Google tweaked something where they said on December 3rd, all right, we really like this content. And then December 18th, it got an extra boost. And we saw the inverse happen as well, that some sites that were negatively affected on December 3rd uh, saw further drops on December 18th as well. Um, I did see some Twitter uh, discussion as well from some people who saw a decline on December 3rd, and it looks like traffic's actually starting to recover, recover December 18th. That's really interesting. 
And I would love to look at, uh, I say I'd love to look at, I got a lot of sites to look at. So don't, don't, I don't need anybody to send me uh, sites to analyze. Um, but what would be interesting to look at for this particular site is whether um, the pages that were hit on December 3rd are the same ones now that are seeing recoveries on December 18th. I bet you it's not that case. What we're seeing for a lot of websites is that um, almost everybody was affected in some way on December 3rd. And uh, for websites that had very little movement, if you go into individual posts, you'll see that individual keywords had massive movement. Uh, and often it, it can balance itself out. So we'll see that, uh, you know, a site saw improvements. I, I talked about this last week that one of our clients saw, I can't remember which way it was, improvements or declines for like, let's say they saw declines for a query that was similar to Prozac withdrawal. But they saw improvements at the same time for the query Prozac withdrawal symptoms. And what we noticed was that um, the content that was on their website, it was really easy to find the information on symptoms. Uh, the symptoms were there, and there was a heading, I believe, that said, here are the symptoms of Prozac withdrawal. It wasn't Prozac. It was another term. I'm, I'm trying to protect the anonymity of our client. Um, here are the symptoms of Prozac withdrawal. And we really feel like Google is potentially looking at headings uh, a little bit more. I'll, I'll get into that in a little more detail. Um, so the thing is that it's not, that particular page in itself, overall it was up slightly, but there were keywords that were declined and there were keywords that had improved. And in my experience, that's not normal with a core update. Generally, what we see with core updates is if you're going to improve, like all of your uh, pages, all of your keywords for pages that improve, uh, see improvements for the most part. Um, and in this case, you know, when we look at pages that improved, we'll see like, oh, this keyword that gets tons of traffic improved in rankings, but maybe these other keywords that don't get as much traffic actually declined. Uh, and so this is making this update more challenging than others uh, in order to, to analyze. Um, what can we say about the update? So uh, just to recap some of the stuff that we talked about in our last newsletter, uh, again, you can get the newsletter at mariehaines.com slash newsletter. Um, just for those of you who are new to podcast, because I see we've picked up some new listeners. Uh, so thank you for those of you who are, are new to listening to this. Um, uh, I'll share with you some of the, here's what we know so far about the December core update. Uh, we know that it happened December 3rd. It started then. There were further changes December 10th, and uh, a number of sites that same 10th and the 18th were dates on which a number of sites uh, saw a change in the direction of traffic that was that was happening. Danny Sullivan confirmed that the index that the update affects Google's entire index on a page by page basis, which to me seems kind of interesting. I you know I don't think this is that different from other updates, but um, but the fact that it affects the entire index and uh, Google was just going at the time he was asked this, the update hadn't finished rolling out. And so he said, essentially, it has to hit every page in Google's index. He also confirmed that the update had finished rolling out by December 16th, which is interesting because December 18th, we saw so many sites that saw um, changes. So were those changes part of the core update? Did they tweak it? Was it something new that Google ran? It's, it's hard to say. Um, we did notice that the greatest impact so far was in our alternative medical sites. And we have some alternative medical sites that are seeing really nice increases. And we have others that are seeing uh, big declines. And um, 
I don't know how to say this without upsetting some of our alt-med clients, uh, but I'm going to come out and say it. The, the sites that tended to see increases for the most part were ones that um, were on the less hokey side of alternative medicine. Um, now, you know, I had somebody message me uh, after some update. It was one of, I think it was the June last year update that really strongly affected alternative medicine sites. And they had a really good point. They said, look, if I'm doing research on, because not all alternative medicine is hokey. You know, like if you're talking about how carrots can cure cancer, yeah, that was Gary Isha's quote from uh, PubCon. He said, if you're, if you're talking about how carrots can cure cancer, you better well, you better have uh, references to back that up, right? But there's a lot of alternative medicine that really does have merit. And uh, it may just be that maybe there's not enough research out there to thoroughly back it up yet. Uh, but a lot of actual um, medical practitioners who have a degree and who are, you know, truly practicing good medicine um, do uh, are in line with a lot of alternative medical practices. And so it's not like Google is just saying, all right, if you con if you contradict general consensus, we're going to uh, completely demote you. Like, it feels with this update that Google um, got a better understanding of which parts of alternative medicine are valuable. So this, this email that uh, the person sent me talking about alternative news, she said, you know, what if I actually was trying to do research on some type of herbal treatment or, uh, you know, some type of um, a remedy that maybe my doctor is not in line with? And uh, is it Google's responsibility to suppress all of those? Because maybe there's some good in that. And I feel like with this most recent December core update, some of the good alternative medicine uh, websites have improved. We have one client that um, uh, talks in an area of alternative medicine, which is really new. And there's, there's research out there to support them, but not a whole lot. And uh, I remember when we did the review, because we did it like maybe six months ago or so, we said to them, them, um, you know, we really feel like in the future your site will do well as Google starts to recognize that you're not talking, um, you know, completely hokey stuff. Like you're you're actually sort citing references, and uh, we do believe that Google will start to recognize that your area of alt med um, is not something that should be considered a fringe area. It's it's legitimately uh, good and valuable, and it's seen as valuable by many um, respected physicians. And sure enough, this website uh, saw very very nice improvements with the December core update. Um, and we had other alt med sites that saw declines, and I wouldn't say this is across the board, but a good number of them were alternative medicine sites that when we reviewed them, we said, look, like, we're not sure that you're going to recover uh, because some of these advice, these sites had advice that was was dangerous um, and it not only contradicted scientific consensus, but it did it in a way that potentially could hurt uh, some people. I, I know that's really hard for me to talk about without sharing specifics. I don't want to call out any particular site. Although one site I can call out because they're not clients of ours um, is DrAxe.com. So you might be familiar with Dr. Axe. Uh, I don't know much about the man himself. I know uh, he's got a lot of um, uh, degrees and, and letters behind his name, and he does seem to know what he's talking about in terms of uh, many alternative medicine topics. And Dr. Axe's site was one that saw big declines uh, with the August 1st, 2018 medic update. And that update uh, fell on the heels of Google making changes to the quality raters guidelines where they said that they wanted to protect the safety of users. They added those three words in a section about YMYL. 
and uh, said how important it was to protect the safety of users. And our observations at the time were that uh, Dr. Axe's site, um, he had some reputation issues. There were Across the web, there were, uh, he had a bad BBB rating. He had uh, all sorts of people complaining about refunds and this and that. And uh, here's, here's a little bit of um, irony. I was speaking at a conference and uh, a couple years ago, and I actually used Dr. Axe's site as an example um, as to why Google was potentially demoting websites that were similar to, to his. And uh, when I was about to give my talk, and I'm talking to my speaker liaison, usually at these conferences, there'll be one person who's like, all right, if you have any questions, go talk to this person because they're going to be responsible for all the speaker's needs. And so I was talking to this guy, and it turns out that this guy uh, actually did SEO for Dr. Axe. <laughs> and so it was very interesting for me to use uh, this site as an example of like, look, there's tons of improvements that could be made here. Uh, and they got a whole bunch of free advice while I <laughs> gave my talk to the, to the room. Um, and I actually think that Dr. Axe's team has been doing a really good job at improving their reputation. Uh, and if you look at the content on their site, they have content that on the surface looks like it could be hokey. Like there's stuff about using um, coffee enemas for liver cleanses. And, you know, it makes a lot of people roll their eyes when we start talking about that type of thing. But then there's actually some evidence that that could work. And so what I think Google has done is sort of relax the, um, uh, the requirements to be able to rank for EAT related, um, uh, like YMYL content. Um, it's very hard to say though, you know, and we, we still have a lot of investigation. Uh, I have an article coming out in, um, search engine land, uh, later this week, and we'll have some more information on what we see with Dr. Axe's site in there. So I think you're going to find that really, really interesting. Um, what else can we tell you here? Uh, we theorized a lot. And if you've read our last couple of newsletter episodes, we've talked a lot about BERT and about Google's use of natural language processing. And this week, uh, I was reading a couple of patents that were very, very interesting. One was talking about a framework called Big Bird, and another was talking about a framework called Smith. And, um, you know, I'm not an expert in um, actually programming natural language processing tools, but I, I think, you know, we could learn a fair amount from these articles. Um, both of these frameworks, so Smith and Big Bird, uh, essentially take BERT, and make it even more powerful. Uh, I was talking to one of my team about um, the ethics of Google's uh, increasing processing power for natural language processing. That's a lot, that's a big chunk to talk about, but did you know it actually takes so much computing power to do this natural language processing that it's causing debates amongst ethicists on uh, the impact on the environment. Because all of these computers, they're, they, they require uh, a lot of cooling. And, um, and this is why, you know, one of Google's biggest expenses is in data centers to, like, create these um, computers that are not going to overheat and can do all these massive computations when it comes to understanding language. Um, and so Smith and Big Bird are frameworks that allow Google uh, to process larger chunks of content. And so given, now, BERT, uh, Google made 
made the announcement that they were using BERT or that they were about to use BERT back in October of 2019. And that was near the end of October. And then in early November, we had uh, an unannounced update, November 8th, uh, that really did seem like it was taking BERT into account. Um, and we actually uh, speculated, we saw a lot of declines in sites that had gray hat link building. And we actually speculated that Google was using BERT to help figure out which links uh, truly were recommendations that they could count. We, we might be wrong on that, but there was definitely a pattern there that we could see. Now, my theory with the December core update was that what we were seeing was just Google getting better at um, understanding natural language processing. And uh, because it seems like in a lot of cases, you know, when we look at what we've been do doing is looking at individual keywords and saying, okay, these two sites improved dramatically during this update and maybe these three sites declined and seeing if we can determine where the differences are. And the one major pattern that we can see across all of these sites is that the pages that were elevated are better. <laughs> and, and it's hard to explain why. Like in some cases, the pages are better because they have more information. In some pages, the pages are better because they have less information and it's easier for me to find the information that I was going to. Um, sometimes the pages are better just the way that they seem to be laid out. And, you know, I'm thinking back to a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted something about trying to figure out the December core update and John Mueller from Google, he tweeted back at me this very cryptic quote from the little prince. The Little Prince is the only book I've ever read completely in French. <laughs> if, if you're Canadian and you grew up as a child in the 80s, you read that book in French, right? And this quote that John gave me, I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe it was something like, what is essential is invisible to the eye. And I really feel like this was, I don't think John was trying to give me this riddle to figure out. I think what he's trying to say is it's not like Google changed um, something that we can measure. Google's done all sorts of things to try to make it so that the more relevant, the more helpful, the better page uh, ranks first or ranks higher when we type in certain queries. Um, and so I really felt that that was connected to BERT and Google's natural language processing. And then yesterday, as I was just about to wrap up my Search Engine Land article with all of these great observations, <laughs> Barry Schwartz tweeted at Danny Sullivan and said, uh, let's see, I'll read it out here. Some are asking me if the last core update has anything to do directly with BERT. Can you respond to that? And Danny said, no, <laughs> no, it's not. So does that mean that we're wrong? I mean, it might be that Google's just been using BERT all along and maybe the core update has nothing new to do with BERT. Uh, it might be that Danny's saying, no, no, it's not Bert, it's Smith, it's Big Bird, it's, you know, some other Sesame Street character, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to interpret this, but what we can see is that Google does have ways to measure language. They've told us that Bert is uh, particularly good at understanding the intent behind queries. And what we're seeing is that sites that, pages that were elevated for certain queries, they really do seem to be uh, a good match for people who have typed in that query. So we don't know exactly how Google's doing it, but we do have some theories. 
Um, so most of those theories I'm going to leave to our uh, paid newsletter subscribers. I'm sorry to sort of clickbait you and, and uh, you know, encourage you to sign up for a newsletter. But um, a lot of it is uh, just very early theory at this point. And I'm a little bit reluctant to just have publicly available to everybody, um, you know, our theories because some of them might not be 100% correct. So if you're interested in reading our current theories, then, uh, again, mariehaines.com slash newsletter, and you can read uh, more about about this now. Um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about more in uh, upcoming episodes of newsletter and probably podcast eventually too is um, Google potentially paying more attention to headings. It's something that we saw as a, uh, I've been doing this exercise where I've been taking pages that improved for a particular query with the core update and pages that declined. And then I've been going through um, and using a tool. We use the the detailed Chrome extension, although there are other options um, that basically just pull out all the headings on a page. And if you look at this, um, for if I said just based on the headings on the page, which one of these pages would you be more likely to go to? Uh, most of the time my team and I can figure out which pages got elevated just by looking at the headings. So, uh, you know, Google has been uh, mentioning that lots of times it's in their post on core updates, uh, that, um, it's important to, uh, you know, to look at the headings. I, I don't have it right in front of me, but there's a question that they ask on the, um, core update post about whether headings accurately describe the content that, uh, that they are above. So, uh, so we're going to be paying more attention to that. And we also have to some interesting stuff um, after reading Kevin Indig's fantastic article on his uh, update or his analysis of the update. Um, he had a theory about ads and user experience being a factor. And so we're going to investigate that a bit more. That's something that uh, will be in the next couple of weeks of our investigation. Um, something else that's interesting to see is uh, Barry Schwartz talked about how Search Engine Roundtable uh, seems to have made a bit of a recovery on December 3rd. I think uh, Barry said it was a full recovery. It might have been a full recovery from the May core update, but I do believe uh, Barry had even more traffic prior to that. So I don't think this is 100% full recovery. Very interesting thing, though, is that Barry said that he did not... Um, make any changes to his site that were meant to improve the site quality in order to recover from uh, an update uh, hit. And so uh, this is interesting, right? Because that tells us that Google didn't just rerun. I, I think sometimes when they do core algorithms, uh, a lot of what they do is just reassess sites EAT, um, you know, especially if it's been many months since they ran it before. Uh, and I don't think much has changed in terms of EAT for Barry, but I think that Google probably change some criteria in what they value uh, in terms of EAT and quality. One of the theories that we have uh, is that Google may have gotten better at recognizing uh, gold in user-generated content. And Barry has a very interesting comment section on his posts. And uh, a lot of the comments are... Um, I know Barry works really hard to clean up his comments section, so I don't, I don't want to be too negative on him here, but a lot of the comments are uh, uh, not the best of their kind. Um, and, you know, maybe this is something he's been working on, uh, cleaning it up and only publishing comments that um, are, tend to be helpful to people as opposed to trolls. Uh, and we saw this with a couple of our medical clients as well, that they had some user-generated content, uh, generally in the form of forums, uh, that really did well with this Google update. So, that's very interesting to uh, to see. 
Um, I think that's all I'm going to say for this week on the the December core update. There's so much more to know, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see uh, how I'm going to tie up this article for Search Engine Land because I don't feel like I have it all figured out, um, but also I've promised this article by this week, so we'll see what happens. Um, but continue to listen and, and pay attention to our newsletter. Uh, it'll be a few months probably that we're going to be working on uh, figuring out what Google did at this time. Let's talk uh, about Ahrefs for a minute. We still um, have Ahrefs as a sponsor. And even though this is sponsored content here, uh, I think this is something that's going to be really good for everybody to listen to. Ahrefs had a post on Twitter this week where they talked about a new feature that they have um, that allows people to uh, go through what keywords you're ranking for to find opportunities to potentially win some featured snippets. And uh, so we did this. Well, this is in newsletter if you want to see this all written down. Uh, but what we did was we went into Ahrefs and we put in uh, our domain, so mariehaines.com. And we clicked on organic keywords, and this shows us which keywords that uh, the website's ranking for. And then what we did, uh, based on Ahrefs' tweet, is use the filters on this tool to only show us keywords that include the words what is and what are. Now, you can do this in um, Search Console as well. It takes a few more clicks to get there, but uh, uh, you know I think it's easier in Ahrefs. If you're, but if you're not an Ahrefs subscriber, then Search Console will do this. Uh, but I feel like uh, the, it was really easy for me to do this. It took like two clicks for me to do this on Ahrefs. Um, and so what we did was we put my website in there, and then we searched for the keywords what is and what are. And then it gave us a whole list of keywords that we're ranking for on the first or second page. Uh, but that we don't own the featured snippet for. And one of these uh, keywords, for example, was what is a BBB rating? Now, uh, we have an article uh, about um, whether or not your Better Business Bureau rating can affect your ability to rank. And uh, it's from a couple of years ago, so I'm not going to rehash all that now, but you're, you know, I'm sure you can find it um, on Google. And uh, it's currently ranking on page two for the phrase, what is a BBB rating, according to the information that Ahrefs gave me. So the recommendation is that we actually could just add a paragraph to this, uh, this piece of content and use the heading, what is a BBB rating, and then answer it in a way that's concise enough that Google would be glad to grab it for a featured snippet. Um, there's no guarantee that we'd get the featured snippet. And I think um, considering we're ranked on page two, we probably would not. Uh, but if I dug into this a little bit deeper, We'd probably find keywords. I'd be looking for keywords where we're actually ranking, and you can use Ahrefs filters for this too. Uh, whether you're actually ranking maybe um, page one, the lower half of page one, and um, or even anything other than number one on page one and see where you can uh, add some definitions because Google likes to grab these direct answers from your content. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Uh, we've been talking for a number of weeks now. It's been a couple of months since Google took away our request indexing tool in Search Console. This tool is back now and uh, Google uh, released some new documentation on the tool. A uh, couple things you need to know. If you request indexing, indexing typically takes only a day or so, but sometimes it can take longer. And I think that's going to cause a lot of frustration because we've been seeing that prior to Google taking away the request indexing tool, a lot of people were trying to index content and then were frustrated when it wasn't actually getting indexed. And when we looked at several of those examples, it was all content that was just kind of mediocre. Um, and so if you request indexing and it's been longer than a day and your content has not 
made its way into Google's index, there's a possibility that it's not going to get there, that Google's automated systems have determined that either it's not high enough quality or maybe they've already got enough pages on that topic that are ranking well and their systems don't think that your content is going to make it to the first page. So if you're trying to submit pages to the index and a lot of them are failing and are not actually getting indexed, you really need to look at the quality of your pages. And this can be very hard to see when you're looking at your own pages because you always think your baby is beautiful. Um, and we've seen a lot of not beautiful babies <laughs> come our way when they look for help. Uh, and so um, if you're looking for somebody to help you to improve the quality on your website, you can reach out to us at mariehaines.com slash contact or help at mariehaines.com and uh, we can give you a quote on assessing your site. Um, what else to know here? Uh, there's also a daily limit to how many index requests you can submit. Uh, I didn't actually catch that limit. I should have clicked on that, but, um, just know that, uh, it's not unlimited and really most people do not need to be using Google's request indexing tool. Uh, if you're linking appropriately internally and making it easy to, easy for Google to find your content, uh, there aren't a lot of reasons to use the tool. I mean, sometimes we will if we've made drastic changes to our content and we just kind of want to nudge Google to get them to crawl it faster. Um, but in most cases, most sites don't need to worry about using this indexing tool. Uh, we've got some cool stuff on in newsletter. I'm going to skip over this for podcasts, but there was a really interesting case study from SearchPilot that talked about the impact of having a two-step email sign-up, uh, so basically an email pop-up on your website, and the results of this study really did surprise me, so that's something that you can read in newsletter. Um, this was a good tweet that Glenn Gabe surfaced. Uh, it came from a, a recent Google help hangout. I have to apologize. I'm not up to date on all of the Google help hangouts. We've between, uh, this Google update and us doing, uh, end of year team reviews and, um, oh yeah, it's Christmas as well. There's a lot of stuff going on at home. I haven't had time to go through the, uh, the Google help hangouts. So I'll hopefully uh, catch up on that over the holiday break. Um, but what uh, somebody asked John Mueller was how long it'll take uh, to see improvements if you've been affected by a core update and you're making improvements in regards to EAT or um, anything else in, in trying to improve your site's quality. And uh, it turns out that it can take several months for Google to understand a site after significant quality improvements have been made. So if you've been working on your site and let's say you made a whole bunch of improvements in November and then you did not see uh, a benefit from the December core update, it might just be that Google has not had time to fully assess your site. And we've seen that sometimes that we have sites that we're sure they're going to see improvements and, and recover from uh, uh, an update. And then, uh, you know, it, it sometimes takes two, even three updates in order to see that, um, that recovery. I don't have a whole lot to pass on in terms of local SEO this week. I think with Christmas coming up, uh, a lot of people who create content are, are taking it easy this week. Um, Bright Local's Rank Flux tool doesn't show us anything exciting to uh, to say that there was a, a big local update or anything like that. Um, Bright Local does have a great article that we've linked to from newsletter that's the year in local search and talks about all of the changes that have happened in regards to local search. Um, I, I realize some of you don't uh, may not know what I'm talking about for local search. I'm talking about searching to try to appear in the maps listings. Uh, I know that seems rudimentary to a lot of you, but for me, for a while, that was confusing to me. What's local search, organic search, paid search, things like that. Um, so yeah, I'd encourage you to, uh, to check out that article. 
Um, we have a couple of new jobs advertised in the newsletter this week, and I wanted to highlight this job that sounds super amazing. It's us. <laughs> if you want to come work with us, then we're hiring. Uh, now, everybody always asks, can I work remotely? And uh, we, our team is working remotely while we are in lockdown. And as soon as we're uh, feeling like it's safe to come into the office, then yes, you would need to come in and be able to work in person in Canada, uh, which is just outside of Ottawa, Canada. And uh, I'm really excited about what we're going to do with our new trainees. Uh, we've been working for several months now and we'll continue to work on producing this training program um, that essentially takes uh, somebody with zero SEO knowledge and can uh, make them quite knowledgeable in the space of about a year or or so it's a fairly big investment for us and uh, but it's starting to pay off you know um, I don't know how many of you have talked with some of my team but we have some incredible site auditors uh, that really really know their stuff um, I saw uh, Cass Downton one of my uh, senior site auditors was um, interviewed this week for uh, a post on uh, it was a YouTube video on upcoming trends in 2021 and uh, it's just so cool to see my team um, excited about SEO and learning and uh, and even to see the improvements that uh, their clients are having. Um, if you haven't seen our new website that we published a couple uh, months ago, um, there's uh, in the case studies section, uh, there's one case study by... Uh, um, uh, by Matt, one of my auditors, who uh, did a fantastic job at showing our 300% growth for one of our clients. I'm getting kind of braggy now, but um, anyways, the point is that if you live near the Ottawa area and you would like to come learn about SEO and become a part of our amazing team, uh, you can find out more information about our job offering at mariehaines.com slash jobs. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of people say that that was a, it's a fantastic, um, article that has, we ask a lot of questions of our new applicants. So if you're looking to hire, you're welcome to steal our questions. Uh, full disclosure, I stole most of them from internet marketing ninjas uh, when they were hiring as well. So uh, mariehaines.com slash jobs. I'm sure you'll find that interesting. I want to end podcast with this really good question from Michelle, um, who asked about uh, disavowing links. So, um, these links, and this, this is always the tough part to talk about on podcast where you can't see what's in front of me right now, uh, but these links are links pointing to one of her clients, and they're on resource pages. Now, her particular client is um, in the rehab recovery space, and uh, she one example that she gave me was this website. It's no spaces here, sponsortosponsor.com slash recoveryresources.html html that's a html um sponsor to sponsor.com slash recovery resources.html and if you go to this website it's kind of like a dated uh website and this particular page has a list of a whole bunch of resources like alcoholics anonymous like you know um uh, al-anon things like that where you can get help um, with addiction issues and then it also links links out to particular rehab centers and and her client as well um, and the thing is, the page looks kind of spammy, and it has, like, lots of links on it. And so the question is whether you would disavow a link like this. Most likely, no, I would not disavow this. Um, and I'm going to give you my reasons as to why. So first of all, it does depend on scale. 
if I had a client that had hundreds and hundreds of links like this, and this was the only type of link that they had, um, and these, you know, it, it could look very strongly like this was link building efforts that um, were just there to manipulate Google, that there's really no benefit uh, to people going to these pages, right? Uh, that said, I mean, when we have seen Google give manual actions for um, sites that have overdone resource page link building, it's usually overtly spammy. Uh, one of the things we commonly see is that websites that get affected by this um, are ones that have used their uh, keywords as an anchor. So instead of saying, um, you know, uh, a link that's anchored with ABC Recovery Center, it's uh, anchored with um, drug rehab in Orlando, Florida. Uh, and you know that people don't tend to link out with keyword links like that. Um, and so this particular page that Michelle showed me, uh, the links are all branded there. It doesn't look like it's something that was just put up there for SEO reasons. Um, it probably isn't seen as manipulative. Something to keep in mind though, is that, uh, and this was several years ago, John Mueller from Google, uh, was asked about this type of link on, uh, old resource pages and whether they should be disavowed, uh, whether they were causing harm. And John said, probably not. Like, it doesn't seem like something that Google would take issue with. But he also said something interesting. He says, you know, if none of these links ever get clicked on, it's debatable how much value they're providing. And when he said that, you know, I started creating theories that maybe Google was looking at click data and whatnot. And, I, you know, got, John has said in the uh, subsequent months that no, Google does not look at whether links have been clicked in order to count them. Um, but I think that they can look at, you know, links that come from pages that rarely get visited probably are not super valuable. Um, so, you know, I, th I think in most cases, if you have links from resource pages, you can probably be safe to ignore those, but there could be some exceptions, uh, again, depending on scale and, um, whether keyword anchors have been used. Hopefully you found that helpful. Uh, just a reminder again, we're not going to do a podcast episode next week. My team and I are off for Christmas. I'm going to be playing a lot of Fortnite <laughs> and also working on some work stuff too. Um, yeah, I'm going to be working on some custom reports. We've had some people reach out to us wanting help with a drop on December 3rd. Um, uh, and we don't, uh, how do I put this? I, I, we're trying to work on a new report that's more a diagnosis report as opposed to like, here's all our advice on recovery because we don't fully know what the December core update was about. Um, and so if you, uh, saw drops with the December core update and you would like to purchase, um, my time to, uh, so basically what it is, is it's my time to review your site and then we'll connect you with one of my auditors. I can't speak individually with each site. Uh, that's available, but it's way more expensive, uh, just cause there's only so many hours in the day. So that's what I'm working on over the holidays. Fun stuff, right? To, to work on over Christmas. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, those of you who play Fortnite. If you play Fortnite and you want to get better, this is not a paid, uh, thing here, but I just started using this tool called Novos. Uh, and it, I, I pay attention to it. I actually think that it's something that's going to be revolutionary when it comes to, uh, helping people improve at video games. I've been using it for, uh, their, their closed beta for a week now, and my game has improved dramatically. I sent them a message on discord to say how, like, I'm not a good player at all, but I've improved. And then they were like, Hey, can we use this in our marketing? So now the whole world knows that I'm not a good for 
Fortnite player, but apparently I'm improving. Um, so anyways, if you're interested in that, like reach out to me on Twitter. I'll get you more information on it. But you can go to novos.gg in order to sign up for the, the beta. It looks like they're letting everybody in eventually, and uh, it's, it's a really cool program. So I wish you all, those of you who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. I know this is going to be a more challenging year for many of you. Uh, than others, but you're going to get through it. It's it's going to be good. I really, you know, I feel like I got a lot of hope um, right now where, that I didn't maybe have a few months ago. I, I feel like uh, things are going well in our part of the world, um, but I also recognize that for a lot of you, uh, things are very challenging, so hang in there. Um, I'm going to stop there, but have a great holiday, and I wish you the best of luck with your rankings. Mm-hmm.